Welcome to the 404 Podcast, everyone. I am Sponge John Squarepants, Jonathan Lamond. And I am the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller, Deshaun Harry. Damn, very light yet very effective. Mm, mm, mm. Came back with one this week. <laughs> I've been, I've All been, right, everyone. I've been I want to start with the, uh, the, not the correction corner per se, but uh, if you followed the last episode, um, there was a little bit of drama and I want to, I want to assess the situation right now um, because I'm, I'm not planning to start wars with everyone. Uh, we're already having trouble getting, uh, getting positive feedback. So when we get negative feedback, it's even worse. Um, so I just want to, I just want to explain the situation real fast. Uh, I actually wrote something. So please you be did. patient. You I'm going to resolve this real fast. And then we, we're going to talk about uh, technology and shit, as we always do. So here goes. Hey, at St. Hair. The topic I want to approach today is opinions. You and uh, Hair Braid official uh, were disappointed because in our latest Instagram post, I shared a picture of a haircut you did on Instagram, as you did just previously on Hair Braid official. Uh, it was joined by the quote, take a walk on the wild side which we thought was an important quote. Uh, so we took the time to discuss on air the haircut in question. Uh, unfortunately, our opinion diverged from what seemed to be the general consensus on the hair braid page uh, because you took the time to answer it. Um, unfortunately, I had to remove all the posts because uh, Hairbrain thought it was a personal attack and uh, decided to attack us personally in return, uh, saying that we were ignorant and unfit to be called humans by gently putting the word people between four quotation marks. Uh, this struck me as unfair, uh, as we discussed uh, only one of your many haircuts on display on Instagram, uh, and even, um, even if it was done with crude language, I think we stayed mostly polite. Um, I mean, you, you know how live discussions can be real. Um, we gave you credit for your haircut, we reposted the picture from Hairbrain directly, uh, and while not being to our personal taste, even told you it may have been a, a visionary haircut, of which we were not grasping the implications just yet. I had planned to give you a shout-out again, as you seemed to think our opinion was harsh, and I intend to give you that shout-out still, but let's discuss a problem at hand. I think you handled the critic well, all things considered, albeit a bit too personal. I did mention that this particular style was not great for me, but was planning to tell you that, yes, your other styles are mostly great. The way you did most of your colorings, the bobby pins and the bright yellow bangs picture is also great. Uh, they were all audacious moves that worked really well. Uh, hairbrained felt that they still needed to degrade us and hide behind an Instagram block in fear of retaliation. Which is fair enough. I mean, if I were an Instagram community manager with 400,000 followers, I would have bigger responsibilities too. So, while I think their reaction was subpar at best for someone that should be all, all that important, I would like to apologize to you and tell you that even though the hairstyle we commented on was not that popular, well, at least amongst us, your other work is remarkable, uh, but let's face it, when their top, their top comment on your picture is, thanks for your support, it means they really should be ready to brace themselves and fight through the non-believers to get to people who, like you, thought this hairstyle was simply bitching. So to you, I tip my hat. You take criticism with a grain of salt, but with dignity and honor. 
to Airbrained, I hope you can learn something of value from St. Hare. Um, because you're not deserving, honestly, of a title filling these four quotation marks. So don't worry, we're not planning to go war with your, your stupid page or anything. Um, we were just giving opinions. Because, you know, it's, it's just like hairstyles. Everyone has to have one, but nobody can agree on them. So, um, so let's do the shout out uh, for real. The guy uh, at St. Hare really has a good page. Uh, he does a lot of uh, punkish uh, hairstyles and everything. He has a lot of coloring, pastel colors, stuff like that, that I personally like more. Um, you know, a shaved, shaved side of uh, faces, stuff like that. Uh, faces, Jesus Christ, that escalated quickly. Killing it, no, dude. Side, side of, uh, side of, uh, um, of heads and everything. I'm sure DJ has all the terms for those, but uh, yeah, he he does some good work. So please go and see his page directly. Uh, if you could say, uh, if you could go and say positive things and make sure they know that you were sent by us. Um, because you know the the thing is. Like, first of all, our product is not perfect, of course. But I just wanted to make sure that uh, even though uh, we did criticize a, a, a haircut, uh, the guy still knows that he is doing an amazing job at what he's doing. Uh, it's not everyone that has that kind of uh, talent. So, yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't mean that because we don't don't like one piece that we don't like the entire thing, right? So there, there's nuances to, to apply. And I just want him to uh, to know that. So that's it. That's uh, that's all that happened. Uh, so we can now go to tech. All right. Are we? Is it time? Yeah. You do. You do whatever the fuck you want. I know you want to talk about the uh, yeah, the iPhone. So talk okay. about your iPhone. So I've been an Apple hater pretty much my entire life. Till about six months ago, where I said, you know what? I respect you for what you are. Right. Now I say this. I am an Apple authorized service uh, technician, so um, so I have an iPhone now. Uh, I have a MacBook, an iMac, so I'm fully versed in the Apple ecosystem. Uh, I understand why people like. I understand why people like it now. Like, I, I get it. The ecosystem itself, it runs really well. It's pretty smooth. Like, it's good. So, this has been the first. Um, like Apple Keynote, not I guess not Keynote, but like um, product spotlight that I was excited to see, to see what was new. Because I feel like the iPhone X was a prototype phone and uh, was, not, was not a finished phone and it was rushed because they needed a phone for the anniversary. So the new iPhone, there's three new iPhone. Well, let's just start with the smaller one. So they came out with the Series 4 watch, whatever, you know, um, it's got some cool like health <laughs> features because uh, like for the most part, like it's a watch. It's n it's not a whole lot different from the Series 3, but they added. So they made it like the iPhones where they push the bezels out. So they're trying to make it, you know, no bezel-less watch. Um, so they made the screen bigger in the same size. It's slightly thinner, I think is what it was. Um, it's faster, you know, the internals. It's just it's an upgrade, right? But it's not like an overhaul. Um, but the one cool thing I will say is now it can take a, an electrocardiograph, an ECG, and it, it was cleared by the FDA, so you can actually give your ECG um, recording to your doctor. Um, it also has another health feature that detects um, falls, so it can tell if you fell forwards or fell backwards or fell straight down, 
And if it senses one of those and it gets no response for one minute, it will automatically call your emergency contacts. So That's super sweet, though. Yeah. I actually, like, th- those features, like, super awesome, like, for, for old people. I feel like the, the Series 4 watch, they geared that to help older people and, I guess, get them versed in the, in the ecosystem of Apple. Um, well, I just don't know how how effective it's going to be because usually old people are bad with technology and having a digital only digital watch sounds like it it could be a hassle more than help for them but it's true i mean the function itself super great yeah yeah i was like um and they had the what was it the the ceo of the national heart institution up there to speak i mean it was obviously you know written for him and it looked like he read it off the keyboard because it, it didn't seem very natural what he was saying but regardless you know he was there made an appearance um so yeah that was that was really neat i actually thought that was really cool i like the fact that they are um thinking about health when it comes to the watch um i know for like you know if you have lucky enough to have grandparents and stuff that are that are getting that old um that's a nice piece of technology to to have peace of mind that you know they're they're at least somewhat uh being taken looked over i guess mm. um but the real meat and potatoes of the, I don't even know what this was. I, I'm going to call it a keynote for lack of a better word. Um, they released three new iPhones. And by the time you hear this, pre-orders would have already went out and it will ship that Friday. So um, for the two flagship phones, right, um, you're going to get an XS and an XS Max. So basically, you're getting a 10s and a 10s Plus is essentially what it comes out to be. Um, the I'm not a fan of these, uh, these these titles. Yeah, I, they were wild, dude. Like the the XS Max. Like, come on, man. That was well, com- because that was super convoluted. 10 or X is already out, so now they have the 10XS and then 10XS Max. Well, That's gonna be it's uh, not a 10. It's just an X. It's either the iPhone 10 or the iPhone X, which they call it an X, but it's really the X was for the 10th anniversary, so, you know, it's whatever. Um, I think we're going to have a Wii Wii U situation, but, I mean... Yeah, I would, dude, yeah. Naming naming <laughs> conventions, not very good, you know what I mean? No. Syntax error, uh, but yeah. All over so the place. The CPU in these phones is honestly amazing. Like, it, it was actually impressive, the amount of processes. It went from... I think the number was 600,000 or 600 million to 7 trillion or 6 trillion. One of the 6 or 7 trillion. I can't remember the exact number. But like the the speed boost in these new the A12 Bionic chip is insane. It's got a total of like it's got four GPU cores and what I think it was 8 and 6 cores uh for the what they call it the neural the neuro chip or whatever they they look hella beefy and my one thing that i have is i don't know how they're actually going to cool this phone with the amount of processing power it has and if it's being overloaded like i could see this phone getting hot like crack an egg on a hot um but I won't bore you with the, you know, the, all the other, like, quick facts. But um, they made, it looks like a 10. Um, so the, the 10, or the, the XS, 
is pretty much just, you know, an upgraded 10. Um, the XS Max is the same size as a Plus, an iPhone Plus, any, any of the Plus versions. Um, but in s- the reason the screen is bigger is because they took the button away and then they added the notch. So they pushed all the bezels um, on the Plus version. So you get more phone or more screen in a Plus body, um, which I thought was awesome. Uh, I mean, these are the two flagship phones. Um, the, the XS is $999. And the XS Max is ten ninety nine. Um, if I was going to get one, I would definitely get the XS Max. I mean, like, that's just facts. Um, but right, they said that, and they're like, "Well, you know, we want the iPhone to be in the in more and more uh, people's hands around the world." So we have another one. So we're like, "What? That's dope! Heck yeah! What?" And then um, they released. The iPhone XR, which is essentially just like, um, if you know anything about iPhones, like the, the iPhone uh, C. Um, it's like a, Did it's it with a, the it's, 5? It's a cheaper version. Yeah. So this is a cheaper version of the, the new XS series. Um, it has the same uh, A12 Bionic chip. Um, bionic. And, I mean, like, it's, it's a dope iPhone, right? Um, the only difference is the display. The display is what they call, cleverly named, a liquid retina, which is basically just a really good LCD screen. Um, yeah. But I will say, the camera's not as good either, so you have to deal with that. Um, so, yeah, the only difference between the R and the, the other two, the XS and the SX Max, is um, the screen is an LCD screen on the XR, and then the camera only has one 12 megapixel camera and the the other two have two cameras on it um but yeah they got some pretty cool features coming with ios 12 uh the cameras are really good on the 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 two flagships um but the the thing that i think is the coolest is without that really fancy display and most people don't even really care about that you know what i mean like it this gives people the option to like have a good you know modern iphone or just modern smartphone in general and the price for that is $749, which is actually super cool because you get all of the, the basic internals aside from, like, you're missing one camera and you have an LCD screen. Everything else is the same. You still get the same processing power. So, uh, dude. And the screen, screen-wise, it's the, the size of a, a normal um, – or I guess it's, like, slightly smaller. So I guess it would be, like, a, a, a bigger 5S or f- uh, 5SE or whatever. Um, but it has a notch and it gets rid of the button. So um, on an iPhone 8 Plus, it actually has a bigger screen than an iPhone 8 Plus because they push the bezels and the chin strap away. So well, you, I don't know. Boy, man. You basically I, win. Uh, you win 0.6 inches. But more to the fact is that if you're really smart and you plan on gaming a lot on your iPhone, you might want the XR instead of the the two others since it's going to have to power less pixels. Yep. Yeah, it would not uh hopefully not heat up as much. But yeah, I mean, uh man, the the XS Max, dude, like I oof, that's a phone. That's a phone. Like a lot of the the tin was neat. Like, it had some cool stuff, but, like, it wasn't done. I, I honestly believe that this is what the 10 was supposed to be. And, uh, 
they had to rush it, so they only put a, what the the ten features or the what the has now. They only put those features in there because they didn't they weren't ready for this model yet. You, you want to talk about the naming convention again? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. Pretty pretty cool week in uh, in in the 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 Apple world. I think I think the new iPhones are cool. Um, well, I have a seven. Here plus. are the real questions, though. Yep. You you work in a repair shop for Apple, so the Correct. real question is: Do you get uh, schematics, information, models, or something to practice? No, because I mean, you're an authorized have, point of uh, of service. Yeah, we have videos that we actually have to take and take tests on to get certified in that specific phone. So I've had oh, to take gotcha. one for each, you know, each phone, each model of uh, MacBook, each model of iMac. So. So you basically shit your pants the first time you see one of these, and you're like, uh, "I never practiced in real life." Oh. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, uh, it's pretty simple. Like, I'm not a huge fan of the new MacBooks. Um, I feel like their design is weird, and it's really hard to service them. But that's, you know, whatever. But yeah, um, but iPhone-wise, it's pretty simple. Uh, they have some really stupid designs when it comes to cables. Uh, so, like, taking apart an iPhone 7 and up, um, mm-hmm. the way that we are told to open it is not very convenient when the uh, the cable is right where it... Yeah. So, uh, it's it's rough, dude. It's rough. <laughs> not sure. Uh, right. I'm not sure exactly what I'm supposed to say, what I'm not supposed to say, but... Well, don't say nothing. We know yeah. we know by iFixit that uh, it's not necessarily ideal. There's a lot of glue in there. Yeah. But every company has some uh, some weak spots, so... Yeah, it's rough. It's not it's new. Rough. It's, nothing it's, new. it's rough taking them apart sometimes. Um, but yeah, tech news done. Until next week. I don't think anything yep, else. sadly. There's no other tech coming out, right? Like, well, do, okay, there's Samsung this... Keynote. This is more a, a neutral uh, conversation I want to have. Um... If you've been, like me, sometime surfing on Reddit, um, you might know that there's a subreddit that's called Sub uh, Battle Stations. And basically oh, yeah. what Battle Stations is, is all about designing your computer, your, your computer gaming space or your co- computer workspace, however you see fit for whatever use you do. So... Uh, if you were gaming, you might have like two or three screens, and you like uh, lots of space on your uh, on your desk, the design of your desk, etc., etc. And I've been shopping for mine because, uh, uh, well, we were supposed to move, but we lost the uh, the house we were we were planning to buy. What? But I still have. Yeah. Well, we haven't sold ours, so the uh, <laughs> the previous owners were just like, um, we think we sold it for a too low price so we're not really we're not really confident re uh renewing that uh that offer you made us and we were like yeah fine fuck it lose it i don't care dang so that's where we are right now um all right so basically we still have to sell a house before uh yeah before watching or looking for a a new house that's right probably but still yeah yeah the point of all that was that uh, my my current computer desk is uh, about eight year old. I think uh, bought it right out of uh, when I got out of the the, the gaming industry because I had huge uh, tax uh, uh, tax receiving money, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so I bought a what I thought was a good desk, and it was. But after moving 
five times with the same desk. It is like it's staying here when I move. There's no way I can move <laughs> again and it's gonna live. So I was like, okay, how do I design my my new desk and everything? And it's slowly coming up, coming together. But there was one thing I was uh, I, I was watching, and some people put these. Uh, if you want to look it up, unless you already already know what I'm talking about, uh, Nano Leaf. They are Dell products that are created in, um, well, Dell lead, same thing. Uh, they're lead products that are made in uh, in Canada, and um, basically the whole concept of it is that it's modular lighting. So oh, they're yeah. these these guys are triangles. You have uh, you have another company that's working with uh, with squares, and it's all basically the same idea. So it's smart LEDs that are going to react to the rhythm of your music. They're going to be connected with your Google Home, Alexa. Um, um, yeah, connected via Bluetooth. This one has a remote control, so you can have 12 settings. And depending on what you set your remote on, it's going to set that setting. And I found that idea very cool because one thing I found that apparently I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a fool for thinking is that when you put some kind of light behind your screen, it helps your eyes mm -hmm. basically, and it accommodates your eyes for better for better viewing experience. So, right now I have a setup where I have two lamps that I light with no other lighting in the uh, like in the the basement. So it's it's concentrated mostly behind the screens. So I was looking at that and I was like, yeah, that's that looks like a cool product. Oh, these things so, are dope. Yeah, they they have uh, cool functions and everything. So I was thinking, yeah, okay, it's modular light. So you start small, you add them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the only huge thing was uh, to me was the price. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if it's shown in U.S. or in Canadian, but in Canadian, it's uh, close to two hundred and sixty bucks for nine lights. Yeah, it's two thirty. And it US. comes. Yeah, so that's even worse. Um, so. Basically, it comes with five, uh, no, nine lights and one controller. So it, the controller has to be connected to one of the light, and that light is going to give uh, power to all the other lights. Mm. So you, you can't really do like, okay, I'm going to do three sets of three or one set of four and the other of five. It really has to be nine, um, nine yeah, triangles to all connected connect, together. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of inconvenient. So... You can't start with the smaller unit of uh, of three that sells for seventy bucks. You really have to go for the two hundred and sixty, and it's nine lights. And okay, so I was thinking this week and talking with uh, with the wife, and uh, I was discussing like, okay, so I like the idea of having LEDs behind the screen because it's really bright and you can mm -hmm. change the colors, so you can basically dim them to whatever you need. But I'm not ready to pay two hundred and sixty bucks for that. Of course not. And um, so I was thinking, yeah, okay. So what's the inconvenient of having a uh, like a thirteen dollars lead strip or something? And so the inconvenient was that usually it's uh, you have to plug them in the wall. Of course, doing more research, I found that okay, you can have some that are uh, plugged into a USB port. So that's one inconvenient less. Um, the next one was that okay, but it's still a it still has a physical remote, so you can't really control it with anything else. Of course, again, through research, I found that there is one kind of LED strip. Do I still have the name here? Yeah, the Minger one. M-I-N-G-E-R. The Minger ones are... Um, it's a LED strip of uh, 5 meters or 16.4 feet for you U.S. 
listeners. <laughs> Idiots. Um, so basically, it's a LED strip. Same thing, LED strip. Super cool. It has Bluetooth, syncs to music because it has a, uh, a tiny microphone on it. So you place the microphone near one of your speakers and it's going to react to the music exactly the same as Nanoleaf. And it's not going to cost $270 because right now it's $34 Canadian. So, yeah, for a fraction of the price, you have the same thing. It's just the design itself is maybe more regular, more linear, since it's a lead strip and not triangles. Yeah. But still, I think that's a sacrifice that I can make, right? 100%, yeah. Like, I th they're a commodity and not, like, I don't really consider them, like, a source of lighting, if that makes sense. You know what I well, mean? Like, I would, I would, to me, I would just want them to look cool. But the LED strips, like, I've used, like, I, uh, in the salon I used to work at, um, we wrapped LED lights around the back of our mirrors. Yeah. And it was awesome. It looked so good. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. Like, I'm... Okay. I'm an old fart, right? So, everything PC gaming, everything comes with LEDs everywhere. Oh, you yeah, have dude. keyboards, mouse. You have screens that actually have LEDs in the back of them embedded. You have your tower that's now lit up with all the LEDs and everything. Dude, my motherboard I find is this a Christmas tree. fucking cheap. Yeah, well, that that's the whole point. Like, mine too. I have an MSI, and it has a cool dragon design and everything, but it's lit up in white. So when you close Oof. the light or something and I'm you leave your uh, your computer open, it's all lit up in the, all those funky colors, and I kind of hate that. Um, I mean, I must be one of the only guys that has a DX Racer chair, but it's all black because I hate, like, every fucking flashy <laughs> color they put on there. So, yeah. So, basically, the whole point was like, okay, yes, the nano leaves are great, but... I don't want I, I don't want this to look cool. I want this for the purpose. Yeah, yeah. Like backlighting on the screens, especially for the amount of time I, I, I spend on my computer, it's not a necessity, but it would be really great to have something to alleviate the uh, the straining both screen put on my on my eyes. So, anyways, that was a that was a, a random thought I had this week. Uh, well, going through research and everything. So if you want to look to uh, if you want to look at the uh, the thing I just named, Minger. Let's see, everything. Um, so basically, if you want to look at Nanoleaf, they do have a really cool product. Really, I'm not bashing yeah. the product itself. No, it's super, super dope. Yeah, it's super good looking. It's just that it's kind of expensive for me as a uh, uh, as a young daddy, you know. Um, so yeah, I don't have that kind of money around. But if you do, uh, the website oh, is Nanoleaf. Dot me uh, so if you if you go on there you can see all the products and everything it really looks dope um, so that's one of the products the other product I, I was talking about is Minger dream color led uh, they're on amazon.com they most likely are on amazon.ca but I haven't found that website yet um, so basically they have an app you can activate it with a Bluetooth uh, connection so you can change the color the, the settings the dim them put them brighter or, or anything it's it's pretty pretty extensive so that's great uh and it's also a fraction of the price so if you don't necessarily care for the design in triangle you could go for a lead strip use that it's it's 34 dollars canadian i mean it's it's basically nothing so yeah that was uh that was my random discussion yep that was yep we actually it's funny the other day me and my uh me and my boss were actually talking about these like how cool they were yeah there's the other um I don't remember. Hue. Yeah. Oh, H U E. Yeah. Those those are the ones that are uh, square shaped. I don't remember exactly what's the advantage of those. 
compared to Nano Leaf, but I know that they did something more. Uh, oh, I think they connected with um, Razer and Asus, I think, have uh, Aura? Is that it? Oh, the uh, the LED like controlling that, yeah, thing? Yeah. So, yeah, the uh, the Hue ones connect to the uh, the LED controlling softwares from Razer and uh, Asus. So if you want them to be connected to your... Uh, your game and flash red when you're hit and everything that's all programmable via those programs so you can do that um i don't know if i would be a fan of it but you know innovation yeah you know um so do we talk about the the direct now yeah sure we can close with the rest after um the direct was awesome it was a little weak but it was still awesome i feel like it i don't know like i was watching it and like i just wasn't I was waiting for something really big to happen, and I don't know why. You know what I mean? I, I don't, there, there was no reason for something crazy to happen, but... Uh, I mean, you know, I was waiting for a Smash announcement, obviously. Um, we got Isabel from Animal Crossing, which, duh, we all knew that was going to happen, so, you know, meh. Um, we did get a new announcement for a new Animal Crossing coming in 2019. I thought that was cool. I'm really excited to have yep. an Animal Crossing on my Switch. I uh, love Animal Crossing. Um, but uh, like game-wise, the only thing I thought was cool was the Final Fantasy. Um, Final Fantasy 7, 9, 10, 10, 2 Remastered is coming out on the Switch. I thought that was really neat. Yep. Um, and then the well, Zodiac Age is coming to the Switch, which, you know, like that's, that's cool. You know, they, those yep. games have been PlayStation locked forever. And to see them in uh, in on Nintendo's platform, like that's that's really cool. Like seven on the go, nine on the go. That's good stuff. Well, I think they they really did realize that. A, you know, remember last week or the week before, I bitched about. Oh yeah, it's very cool. Like the Switch is a very good system, but all they do is ports. Well, that's exactly what they did. And yeah, I mean, these are good ports. Well, I hope they're good ports because let's face it, the PS, uh, the PSN versions of those weren't all that fabulous. But yeah, I mean, they're making right decisions. I mean, Final Fantasy on the go anytime. I don't mind at all. No, it's a great idea. Like especially if you're on a flight. Like that is probably one of the best flight games. Maybe not one of the best, but it's a really good flight game. Yeah, especially FF12. Well, FF12, the thing about FF12 is that, like, it's... Some people love it, some people hate it. But I think that the thing to remember, if you want to try and accept it and appreciate it for what it is, is that you have to remember that it's a Final Fantasy simulator. So, kind of like Football Manager, you know? You you help the growth of your character, you set the gambits, you let them go, and you enjoy the show. (laughs) That's basically what it is. But it's really good at what it does. Yeah, I mean, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, what was was there any other? I feel like I'm missing. No, that was all the the start the Final Fantasy stuff. Yep. Um, Fib, what was what, what was the game that you were excited for in this uh, in the direct? Well, I mean, if we go through all my notes, um, I went through the Nindies first uh, to see what uh, what was happening on the uh, the independent games side. So, first of all, I spotted Towerfall Ascension, which I'm super excited about. I'm only waiting to see if they finally enabled online multiplayer, because it uh, the Steam version doesn't. So, um, what was that freaking console? Ouya, right. 
The Ouya version, I think, add online multiplayer, but I can confirm because nobody in the fucking world has a, uh, an Ouya. Yeah. So, anyways. You're right there, but. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Towerfall was out on Ouya, was out on PC, and I'm pretty sure it was out on PSN and everything, but uh, the PC version didn't have online multiplayer, and it's a real shame because it would be up there with Smash and everything as far as uh, competitive games go. Um, so, it's out on Switch. I'm just hoping it has online. Um, a lot of the Next old games getting online a, play, I thought, was super dope. Like the, the beat-em-up series from Capcom. Yep. That was really cool. Well, I mean, there's no reason, especially in this day and age, I mean, if you have good developers, it. I don't think it costs that much to just establish the online infrastructure inside of what Nintendo gives you and just, like, go yeah. ahead. Like, we're not touching the rest of the code. We're just putting this in. That's it, you know? So yeah, that's like, all hey, I had to do. Two. Um just yep player two is well, from more. you know certain whatever isp yada 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 connect server bada bing yep. bada boom through the miracle of technology you have online multiplayer with like you know streets of rage well i mean if emulators can do it there's no reason why a multi-billion dollar company can't do it so i think Fact. it's just a matter of uh of efforts but yeah um so tarfall uh there was Apolite drifter it's kind of Okay, no, it's a good game. Um, it does a lot of, of uh, stuff like Dark Souls. Like, it doesn't really hold your hand or anything. So this is also coming to the, uh, the Switch. It's a, it's a ISO... How do they say it? Isotropic? Yeah, I think it's an isotropic uh, view, basically. Uh, so it's a side-scrolling sh- uh, shooter, uh, brawler game, mm. RPG-ish. Um, you can play with friends. So again... I, I, I'm really curious to see if they enable the online multiplayer or not because it's a good couch co-op game, but multiplayer online would help. Um, they showed a treasure a treasure stack uh, puzzle platformer game, which, I mean, I didn't really care about. But, uh, um, yeah, basically you moved, you collected gems, and you cast spell. So it was kind of an, an RPG game, too. Um, there was another game that was a platformer, a 3D platformer, well, no, another isotropic game. Zarbot, uh, it was another motion control game. I don't know why they keep doing oh, motion yeah. controls. I, remember, yeah. I hate motion controls. I can't. I, I Stop it. I mean, um, it's different. Like, we, I feel like the games that we play aren't conducive to that style. Because um, I have one to switch, and I actually like the most controls are super good. Yeah, but that was made in-house, right? It's a first party. Yeah. Yeah, so they know exactly what to do and how to do it. But when third party do it, it's like, it really feels like a gimmick, especially in a, in a platformer like that. I mean, it's really easy to go around with, a, with, a, with thumb, ah, thumbsticks, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, from the top of my head, like Overcooked. Overcooked wouldn't need motion, motion controls. So here my question is, I hope classic controls are also integrated into the game and not going to be patched on a later date uh otherwise the game looks cool it's uh all neon colors and dodge lasers shoot things classic i would hate um, for overcooked to have motion controls yeah well it's already a source of uh of problems usually like get the fuck out of my way i can't i'm looking after the dishes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i i can't imagine that with the motion controls like seeing people sit up sit down <laughs> oh my god yeah, it would be uh, chaotic for sure. God, I love that game. 
So much. Um, then there was um, Mineko's Night Market. Uh, basically, they go around chasing a big cat that they think is a legend uh, through the city. Um, it it kind of looks like Harvest Moon with more story behind it. Um, the art style is great. I, I, I think that's going to have a bright future um, if, if people stop and try it. Um, there was Samurai Gun 2. Uh, never heard of it. It's a yeah, that was the one I was kind of like. Neat. I don't even know what the fuck it is. Looks like Metroid, I think. Um, well, Metroidvania. There's Bullet Age. Yeah, Metroidvania. Uh, there's Bullet Age. This one like looked cool. It was a 2D platformer game, uh, mixing gun gunplay and sword attacks. So, um, like, if the enemies are sturdy enough to give you something to do, and like, not everything is one shotable, at least to give some like the two players something to do, uh, that would be great. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they showed some more. Well, yeah, of course. Those are, those are my, my favorite moments. We saw Bastion and Transistor coming to Switch. I am so happy. So fucking happy. Oh. Uh, I mean, Bastion, well, even Transistor at this point are pretty old. Uh, if yeah. you haven't given it a try, try both of these games. Uh Honestly, I, 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 my eyes swell up every time I, I hear the, uh, the transistor theme. Such a great game. Um, they're all different, but they're they're from the same guys. So Bastion is a platformer, and you have uh, Transistor. That's a tactics game. Uh, they're both really, really good. The art, the the art direction for both is a one. I I can't see how they would make it better. Um, so that's going to be available on the Switch. Um, there's another game that's called The Messenger, mm-hmm. and to me that hit really close to home because when I really started gaming, uh, one of my uh, my older friend uh, had a Game Gear and he used to uh, to let me borrow it with uh, with um, Sonic Two and Shinobi Two, I think Good was the game. Good dude. And oh yeah, uh, The Messenger looks exactly like Shinobi Two. So uh, this again piqued my uh, my curiosity. Um, yeah, makes and sense. And then uh, the rest, honestly, okay, especially because of this one. Uh, I think the reason why the, the the Nintendo Direct didn't have so much of an impact is because of bad timing. I feel like somewhere in communications, like they said, we're gonna we're gonna push back the Nintendo Direct, but all the other news didn't follow. So like everything was announced ahead of time. Yeah. Like one of the biggest release. For the Nindies is Undertale that is of course coming to Switch, but we heard about that like on on Tuesday or something like that. I think even Monday I had I, I heard words of that happening, and then you go all the way down to Thursday and now they show it. So I feel like doing it the opposite way would have had more of an impact. Um, so it's really it's really a matter of, of timing I think that messed things up. Um, and then you also had. Uh, well, okay, that, that, that one is the, the last one for the Nindies. Uh, there's another game that's coming out. It's made by Antikreates, uh, if you don't know who that is, but had a, uh, a Game Boy Advance. They're the guys that made Mega Man Zero uh, on the Game Boy Advance and uh, Nintendo, Nintendo DS. So these games were awesome, by the way. And it looks like oh, yeah, they dude. are making a game in the same, same veins, just a completely different IP. So it seems like it's uh, it seems similar to a Valkyrie profile where you have a team of people, but it's a platformer or something. 
like okay valkyrie profile was a uh, was an rpg but it was the same kind of uh, principle where you had a team and you had to time your uh, your tax right and everything uh so it looks like that but exactly with the same art style as Mega Man zero and uh it looks like it feels great so this one i'm gonna follow for sure um and then for the rest of the uh, the Nintendo Direct, I don't know if you want to cover anything in particular, DJ. Yeah, um, I'm actually I don't know the the Yoshi game. I think will be fun. I don't know how long it'll be fun, but it seems fun for a little bit. Um, kind of gives me that uh, Captain Toad vibe. Um, I mean, this has already been announced. It was like wasn't new, but they just gave some more stuff about it. Um, and I think they gave us the release date, but I forgot. I don't know. I didn't wasn't a huge fan. Um, but you know whatever. I think you did um, mention that it was another one with yarn. No, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't a yarn one. It was like a. Hold on. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let me look this up real quick. Doing it on the fly. Yoshi's Crafted World. That's what it was. So basically, it's like I I don't want to say Paper Yoshi because he's not paper, but like you go around and like you solve puzzles and then like you can change the perspective on the world which will allow you to unlock more puzzles and solve puzzles. So like you may be walking one way, right? And then you switch the perspective perspective and then it'll flip it around and then you'll complete the level going backwards, but you get different stuff when you do it backwards. So it's all about like huh. the perspective of the camera and how you control the world. So that's kind of how I feel like that's cause captain toads kind of that way. Like you have the puzzles that you can rotate around. Um, that's basically just the Yoshi version. So that seems well, pretty cool. You know what that makes me think about? Especially with the next one, the uh, the Kirby game. So basically, the Kirby game, they applied the yarn thing they did to Yoshi back in the days uh, on Wii U. And uh, I don't know if it was a hit. To me, it didn't matter much. I mean, you know, platformer, Yoshi, you don't really need the yeah. yarn thing. But they did it anyway. So this time, they're doing it to Kirby. And uh, apparently it's going to be a hit or something. But even the Yoshi game, to the Yoshi game, they're doing the thing they did to A Link Between Worlds with Zelda. So that's kind of, you know, they're reusing old mechanics on, well, not necessarily mechanics because the yarn thing is not a mechanic per se, yeah, but yeah. they're reusing old stuff on other franchises. Yeah, it's I weird. Could, yeah, I could see where that would be a little, uh, little lowbrow, to say the least. Mm. But, you know, whatever, man. You want to make a cute Kirby game? Because the, the Yoshi's Woolly World was adorable. I think people just just cared because it has a cool amiibo. Either way. You know? That's the only thing I heard any news about. Like, oh yeah, it has like an, uh, an 8-inch amiibo or something. And it's going to be only for the kind of collector's edition. It's going to be amazing. And once the game came out and these uh, these versions were exhausted, not a word. Yeah, I mean, it, it was there and it wasn't. Um, but next, uh, Starlink. Battle for Atlas, right? That's how you say it. Starlink Battle for Atlas. Thanks, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. battle, yeah, Battle for Atlas. Um, they showed the uh, Star Fox DLC. Um, it's basically just new missions and stuff that you have to do inside the world of Starlink Battle for Atlas. Um, you know, the whole crew's there. Uh, what's the, the little rat or the hippopotamus animal in Star Fox? You have Falco, Fox. Is it Pippi? Yeah, Peppy. Peppy. Is the, uh, the bunny? He's a bunny! Okay, he's got a big old face. Oh, but his buck teeth. Yeah, okay, he's a bunny. Yeah, you're right. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, for uh, reasons unknown, they put Slippy in the fucking game. 
I hate that character more than anything in the entire world. I hate Slippy Dude. Slippy was the whiniest piece of shit. I'm not even going to get into it. Um, but they're all there. You know, the gang's all there. And then you just do stuff inside of Battle for Atlas for some reason. I, I don't know. It's, a weird, it's really weird. Like, people want another Star Fox, not a DLC with the characters in another game. And this is a really weird, like, you want a Star Fox? Here you go. And it's just, you, people, everybody's looking around like, this isn't, this ain't, this ain't the move, Chief. Yeah, well, that's the thing that bothers me. Like, even in the beginning, I didn't know Starlink was a thing. So I was like, okay, so they gave the license to Ubisoft. Doesn't really make much sense. But then again, they did a good thing with Mario versus Rabbids. So, okay, I'm going to give Dude, him a yeah. chance. Mario versus Rabbids but- was lit. Yeah, but then I just learned that, yeah, okay, Starlink is actually a thing that's totally independent of Star Fox. Yeah. In which there's going to be a Star Fox DLC. And then, I mean, it's a it's a Starship shooter. I think it's on rail, Starlink. I might be wrong. But still, it's a, it's a space shooter, and they're putting Star Fox in it. So, wise move, again, would have been to say, no, I'm keeping my Star Fox. I'm going to make a Star Fox game eventually. You don't really need that. So... But no, they're giving it to Ubisoft to make money off it. Yeah, I thought that was... It doesn't feel right. It feels to me like they're saying, nah, take it, I don't give a shit. I'm not, I'm not planning anything for that, so I don't care. Pretty much. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know why they can't just make another Star Fox game. Are they scared it won't sell? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think they went in too many directions and they had mixed feelings about everything. And then I think, even though it was great, I don't think the Star Fox uh, remake on 3DS worked that well. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, like, th- yeah. Because the thing with Star Fox is that it's it's a great game, but it's short. And so I think the, the, the whole concept kind of grows old, especially in this day and age. So maybe that, that was a factor, but I, I'm, like, I have a feeling like every other game that I love, it's like, Make another one of this. Ah, uh, no, it's not, it's not going to make any money. Why? Like, I'm just I'm just throwing my wallet at you. Yeah, but numbers, man. Numbers talk, and they're not saying it's going to be a good uh, good idea to remake this or to make a new one. So, fuck that. I'm like, oh, no. Feels Pepe hands, man. Yep. Uh, what's the name? What else, what else was in the direct? We talked about Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah! Katamari Damacy. <laughs> Dude. This game is so fun. It's just oh, fun. Yeah. And we get a remastered version? I'm about yep. it. So basically, oh. you're like this little guy, and you want to uh, appease the, the god that is a very uh, interesting person or entity, I guess. Um, so you go around and just roll shit up. You just, you just roll stars. it up. And then it's like, oh, the god's like, oh, I like this. Who hears it? Let's make it a star. Bang. And yeah, that's it. But man, is it fun. Yeah, it is. It's super funky. And you know, oh, yeah, that was that was one of the things I saw on Reddit again. Uh, the whole piracy, the, the piracy, piracy uh, mm-hmm. conversation. It was sparked in a Netflix um, thread, but I think it's valid here. People like to say like, oh, yeah, piracy's killing video games. Piracy's doing that, this and that. Yeah, no. You know what Piracy did for this game? I actually tried this game because it was on a torrent website when I had my uh, my PS2, uh, my chipped PS2. So I downloaded it, burnt it on a uh, on a DVD, and put in my uh, my PS2. 
first reaction, of course, was, what the fuck is this shit? And three yeah. hours later, it was that this game is fucking awesome. I feel like I'm on acid without taking anything. Yeah. I need more. I want I more. I want more. Uh, and it took a while before I, before I was imported, he, imported here. And it wasn't easy to find. And it grew in popularity after. But I'm pretty sure, like, piracy wouldn't have hurt these sales at all. If anything, I have the PS3 one. I think I have the, the Xbox one. I have like the PS2 versions. I have I have the, the Vita versions. Like every time a new Katamari comes out, I have it. Like so, if anything, it made them money. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Uh, you know, piracy is bad, obviously. Um, but I feel like you know, no exposure is bad exposure. Yep. Or, you know what I mean? So wait, well, you know, you yeah, you guys you guys get you guys get it. Um, but yeah, like had that not happened, had somebody not pirated and put it on a torrent site, half the people that play the game wouldn't even know what it is over here in the States. Well, the whole thing, like no matter the game, right? You take, um, anything from like Dragon Quest to, uh, um, a more obscure game or even the MMO, MMOs that have some data out there on torrents. The whole thing is always the same to me. It enhances the demo experience because instead of, of having just a demo version and then stopping after an hour or something and saying like, hey, that's it. I hope you like the teaser and everything. You know, sometimes they're bundled with story uh, story clips. So it's not really an hour of gameplay. It's mm-hmm. more like uh, 45 minutes because in there you also have the tutorial they have to tack on because you don't know necessarily how to play and everything. So after that, you play only 45 minutes, and it's not necessarily the best 45 minutes. It's only like the beginning or a random mission somewhere with not too many plot twists. So it kind of sucks. Or like While, a guided mission, which I don't like. Yeah, that's even worse. So when, when I used to do these things, it was great because, okay, so... Say Diablo 3 comes out, yeah, okay, it's always online, blah, blah, great controversy. Okay, let's try it. Try it online and everything. Well, pirated version, of course. It was amazing. It was super well. It's, it, was, it was going in the right direction, you know? So that guaranteed my buy for this game. Mm. That's the way I used pirated games every time I had to pirate one. I was playing it. If it was really good, I was playing all the way through it. And once it came on sale or it was on a on a fitting price point, I'd buy the game. So basically, nobody lost money, and I played the game like from A to Z, and I supported the developers anyways. So, yeah, the, the whole piracy killing games argument, I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's that's I wouldn't listen to half the bands I did or would do today had it not been for like LimeWire, for instance. Yep. But yeah, you well, know. We- well, it's always a uh, a leap of faith when, especially like if you're a teen and you're you're working for your hard-earned money, and you see like, okay, oh, I have to buy this CD if I want to listen to this one track I may or may not like because some friend recommended it to mm-hmm. me. That is a huge bargain. Like it's eh. Now I just have this, you know, song taking up memory in my Zune music player. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. Oh, the zoos. Oh, those were... Dude, those were lit, though. I had a Zune. My buddy had a Zune. Like, that thing was cool. Because that was, like, when there was something besides an iPod. And before phones were, like, your iPods. Or, you know, music players, whatever. 
Um, yep. And man, like the Zoom just did something different. Like they did it, man. I don't know. I really, I loved my Zoom. It was super wonky to be quite honest, but it didn't matter. I loved it. Well, they tried. And you know what was most fascinating about uh, about my iPod Nano 2 is that you could you could install Doom and other versions of Linux and run all other kinds of medias. And I was I'm talking about the first iPod Nano, where they were all all uh, all happy because they made a, a an iPod that was as thin as a, a pencil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, when I did the um, when I had the opportunity to try and install Linux and everything, that was amazing. I could watch all of my anime on my on my stupid little screen. That was funny. Those were neat technology, man. I feel like we we've we've hit a ceiling. We I mean we hit a glass ceiling. Like we we know what's there. It just hasn't. We just haven't got there yet. Oh, well, like, it's always for the sake of money. Like yeah. you you could install Android on a on an iPhone. Like I've did it before. It's great. I mean, it's good hardware, but if they could just let you use that hardware for what you want instead of making walled gardens left and right, I feel like it, everybody would win. But then no one would win, you know? Because <laughs> if nobody won, or if everyone won, then nobody really won, if you think about it. Sadly. <laughs> but the, that's an existential conversation for another podcast. The next conversation... Yep is what I'm personally really excited for from Nintendo, their online service. I'm hella stoked. I'm ordering my subscription day one. I want to support a online service that gives me online play with Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I want a good online experience for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I have said it once and I'll say it a thousand times. I will pay whatever as long as I can play Smash Ultimate online. That's all I care about. That's all I want. So, I will gladly fork over my $20 a year. A year. Okay? We pay <laughs> 15 bucks a month for WoW. And Nintendo only wants 20 bucks a year. Cough it up. Cough it up. But yeah. Yeah. Um, really excited. Well, well, the cloud save feature, I think, is really neat. Um, personally, I don't care about cloud saves, but whatever. I don't know anybody that cares about it, and that that bothers me so much. I don't know why it has to be such a conversation. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a portable console. How many times, even on PlayStation... Like of course I know it's there is a market for that kind of things, but I've never seen anyone just roll up at my place and say, "Oh, just let me pull my uh, my Dark Souls uh, save, bro. I'm gonna continue my game on your uh, on your TV if you don't mind." Never happened. Never fucking happened. And I don't know how much how many times it's gonna happen in the whole world with a portable console. Well, no, 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 no. It's more for like, man, my console got dropped in the ocean. Shit, I lost all my progress on breath of the wild so it saves that and then you as soon as you log back in all your save data is there and you didn't lose all of that progress you spent on breath of the wild which would suck ass yeah but i mean the idea of being on an sd card is that it should be pretty much immune to any kind of physical uh physical attacks you know it's it, it yeah, should no, that's, be that's, fine i'm not saying it's useful you know what i'm saying you have an sd card but it's just kind of like meh, you know it's neat i guess well, okay, I'm going to give it to you. If it's really for more of a backup 
uh, point yeah. of view. All right, I get it, no problem. But the whole idea of, of cloud saves, just in case you go to your friend and you don't have your Switch, no, it's a portable console. Bring it, fuck. Even even in the in the direct, it was like, man, things happen, and it showed like the the big stone from Mario falling on a Switch, and I was like, don't worry, all your save games are still there in the cloud. You know, just download them again when you buy a new three hundred dollars Switch. <laughs> yeah. But even then, I mean, I, I did it with my uh, my DS because I switched uh, edition a couple of times, and I never had any issues transferring save games and everything. Wow. So I don't know why they couldn't just make the tool, make it free as they always did. So really, the, the whole conversation around cloud saves, I don't get at all. I don't like, think... I don't feel like it was requested. I don't think that is where your $20 is going. I think that's just another you know, checkbox in the, in the list of benefits. You know what I mean? Like it would have been there regardless, I think, even if it w- it was free, but yeah. I think they just added in there. You know what I mean? Like when you buy a car and it's like, Oh, we have power steering. And it's like, well, I fucking hope so. <laughs> it's 2018, yeah. man. You think I'm going to just stop? Duh. So I, I think it was what kind of one of those things to try to beef up what the online service is. You know, to to make it worth more, but to me it doesn't matter. All of as long as I get a really good online experience with the games that I play, that's I'll pay twenty bucks for that a year. Fuck yeah. Um, so what else? It was online play. Um, oh, the uh, NES classic games. Yep. Those and with multiplayer, online multiplayer. That's awesome. That's really cool with an ever expanding library. Like, that's dope. That is really cool. I don't know. And the they came out with the, the new Joy-Cons that look like the NES controllers. Super yeah. gimmicky. Super gimmicky. But I love them. Well, th- there's that. And then uh, you just reminded me the whole thing about uh, Nintendo Labo. You know, Nintendo back in the days with the Wii was the king of, uh, the king of adapters and, and stupid controllers, right? Mm-hmm. So the console was pretty cheap, but every game came with its own weird controller and they, they've done it again they just dumped down the price for themselves and they're selling the exact same thing more controllers with labo yeah it's, it, man nintendo's weird you gotta love them but man they do some weird shit and the marketing well, strategy is kind of strange not really relevant yeah it's neat they got neat stuff man nintendo's just a neat a neat thing yep but yeah man i don't know i'm really excited for i'm really excited for online but yeah, ah, uh, I'm not sold the, yet. On the on the 18th, I will be spending 20 bucks for my first year of Nintendo Switch online. Like, of course, the first week Smash is going to be up. Like, every, it's going to be the big crazy. Those sales going to go through the roof. Well, the sales, and I mean, my, my own personal use of my Switch is most likely going to be uh, like I might pay it for a couple of months just to play with you guys on online. But I'm pretty sure after a couple of a uh, couple of months, it's going to die off. Hmm. Not me, dude. Because I mean, I don't have Splatoon, so I don't really need online for anything else. Uh, like the classic games, we I already have on my Pi, so. I really like Splatoon. Yeah, well, it looks like a cool game. I'm just not really willing to pay full price for a game that's been out for this long. That's fair. But that's yeah. always been a problem with Nintendo, so dude, I mean, it's it's not new. Holds their value forever. Yep. That dude, man, they are just stingy, man. Like. I don't remember what I was... Oh, Pokemon DX. I was like, man, I really want Pokemon DX on the Switch. 
And then, because it was uh, one of the first games to come out on the Switch, and mm-hmm. like after release. And I bought it maybe six, seven months ago, if that, maybe like five. And I was, when I went to go get it, I was like, you know what? I got a gift card for my birthday. I bought it on my birthday. So it was like five months ago. Yeah, five months ago. There we go. Um, I don't know, dude. I'm bad at counting. Whatever. Doesn't even matter. I went to buy it and I was like, <laughs> holy shit, this is still $60. I bought it, yep. obviously, because I wanted it. But like $60 still? Like, they just don't drop ever. I feel like I could go back, buy, like, Nintendo track and field for the NES, and it would still be $60. Well, that's what happened when your ecosystem is only used to play your own games, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah like, yeah. most of the third parties drop price, but all the, 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 the first parties never drop price or almost. Like, Nintendo. unless they decide to do a greatest hit version with it, it's, it's going to be full price almost all the time. Just said, nah, nah, y'all, y'all pay full price forever. You want this game, you buy it. We ain't fucking around at all. Nope. But that's it for Nintendo news this week. I was actually really sad that they didn't do the Ultimate Direct. Because um, I know, you know, it got pushed back because of the earthquake, which, totally fine. I, like, there were some people that were getting mad that they pushed back the Ultimate because of the earthquake. And that, to me, is wild. Like, y'all need to chill out. <laughs> like, Well, you know, you need all kind of people to make a world. But yeah. Yeah. So, Sometimes Some not. kind of people, you don't need as many as the other kinds. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, I mean, th- that's why I said, like, the whole the whole timing thing felt off. Because most of the, the, re- the, the, the releases that were advertised in there were already out in press releases. Yeah. So... I mean, it was just... It, it kind of spoiled it was just the whole shitty, thing. You know what I mean? Just the whole situation, like... The earthquake, they probably already were, like, gearing up to announce things. And then, like, you know, somebody got a little uh, got a little drinks in them, started talking a little lot about some stuff that was going to come out. So, you know, it's a shitty situation. But I am excited yep. for the Nintendo Smash Ultimate Direct whenever that will be rescheduled, too, because it has not... Nobody's even said anything about it. Like, I've been, I was looking for it today. Nobody said anything. Wasn't it on Tuesday? No. It was supposed to be. But then it got moved. Oh. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I follow Smash Twitter hardcore. So, <laughs> I said, like, if nobody's tweeting about it, like, it didn't happen. Well, also, if you're more of a, uh, of a Smash Insider, I just realized one thing. Isabel is, like, the, the second or third character that went from support trophy to actual character. Mm-hmm. And they're still not giving us zero. I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> okay. And I thought about that the other day. I was rocking through my brain thinking like, man, why the hell would you just not put Zero in the game? He like fits perfectly in Smash, in my personal opinion. <coughs> but I forgot. He is in uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Ultimate. And I wonder oh. if there's an exclusivity thing with that. Because uh, I was watching uh, Maximilian Dude on Twitch and somebody was playing Zero and I was like, I bet you that's the reason because I cannot foresee any other reason that Zero is not in Smash as a as a playable character. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. Although I, I think there's uh, uh, there's plenty of time to announce other characters, but oh, yeah. they're already up to what sixty eight, dude, ninety. Oh my fuck! Yeah, dude. that's gonna be amazing. Yeah, dude, this Smash like any. 
you know, and I'm like, man, why is there not any more, you know, any new characters coming out? And I'm, it blows my mind that I'm even like, I've, I have first world smash problems, <laughs> like 90 characters. And I'm complaining that I want more. Like, what is my problem? This is, this is the problem with America. <laughs> well, you're probably looking for more characters to main. I mean, you already saw most of the roster already. You made yeah. your choice through the existing roster. So now you're just looking True. through the new releases to see, okay, what other potential characters I could play. You want to know something that popped in my head when I was watching the Direct 2? Mm-hmm. Since Final Fantasy is coming to the Switch, I wonder if we will see another Final Fantasy character in Smash. Like uh, maybe Tifa or you Vincent, maybe? I think Vincent would be a sweet addition. Yeah, um, I think Vincent is more popular than Tifa somehow. Well, Tifa's more, Tifa's the, the waifu popularity type thing, but Vincent, Vincent's just a fucking badass, dude. Vincent had his own PS2 game. Tifa well, didn't have honestly, that. Honestly, I found Tifa more badass than, than Vincent. Vincent, to me, just looked like a super emo character, while Tifa, like, was okay, super blah, emo. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he was fucking emo. I mean, yeah, especially, uh, like, we played when we, we were just beginning to be teenagers, yeah. you know? When I was becoming This was the introduction myself. he had. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, this guy is really, you know, he's, uh, he's uh, reclusive. He doesn't talk a lot. Um, you know, he's all shrouded in mystery and everything. I was like, yeah, no, I don't care about his mystery. This guy is emo. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you get to know Tifa way earlier and especially... Yeah. Like in the whole Final Fantasy thing, uh, Celeste uh, pops to mind in Final Fantasy VI, but usually females are like, well, the whole um, the whole stereotype is like, oh, I'm gonna be a healer, I'm gonna be a caster, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be something not that offensive or anything. You play through Final Fantasy VII, you make a a macro reactor explode, you go to the base, you talk a bit with the the, the girl that has some some uh, maternal uh, instincts and everything, you know, with the uh, Barrett's kid and everything. Okay, cool, it's going to be another healer. She joins a party, and the first time I used her in a, uh, in, a, in a fight, and she just goes kickboxing on a guy, it's like, wow, they yeah, actually dude. made a brawler girl in Final Fantasy. How amazing is that? And Yuffie? Yuffie was super dope. Yeah, she had that, super uh, ninja. Yeah, that sweet shuriken thing. Yeah, the women in Final Fantasy VII were no joke. Well, Aeris, Aeris, I mean, ugh. I mean, the, the fact that she had to die for, well, by the way, spoiler. Oh, yeah, no. it's I mean, what, 17 years. Yeah. <laughs> Get over but it, yeah, kid. Yeah, the, the fact that she had to die just for the plot to, to go forward, I think is flawed. Especially, well, to the, the, the amount of times you, you heard just like, you know, she, she got slashed by the evil sword of evil Sephiroth. Yeah, but we're using bird feathers to res people after worse. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. why the fuck couldn't she be rezzed? And I'm sure someone in the lore is going to go through all the scripts and everything and say, oh, no, she couldn't have been revived for this reason or, or, or this other. Yeah, okay, but I mean, no, no, it doesn't work. I'm sorry, she should have been be, be able to revive and that's it. But yeah, yeah, I mean, pluck a chocobo she feather was, and you yeah. know, grab your phoenix downs, bring her back. She was way more of a stereotype than any other character. But yeah. she, I mean, she she lacked character in my opinion. But I yeah. would, I, I I agree. But uh, yeah, Yuffie, um, or maybe you know, like they throw. I don't know why they would do this, but they they throw lightning in the game. She was a strong female lead, you know. Um, but a lot of people hated that Final Fantasy, so. 
Maybe not. Well, a lot of people liked it, but I, I think it's just a vocal minority that really liked the game. And the yeah. rest of the people bought it, tried it, and said, like, mm, nah, that's not the game I wanted after 12. And, I, you know, I get it, too. Um, it was a very, like, linear game. You know what I mean? Like, most Final Fantasy, you can run around the thing. It's like, ah, oh, but, like, uh, it was, a little, was it 12? 12 was with Lightning, right? Or 13? No. 13 was with 13. Lightning. But that whole argument really doesn't stand up because most Final Fantasies use the same, the same formula. So it's linear up to a point, and then, like, for the, the last 30%, they let you loose and you do whatever you want. And that's precisely what they did there. And people still found a way to be uh, to be angry about that. So yeah, I, don't, I I liked thirteen. I bought both of them. I thought they were good. I don't know, but everybody else just shit on my dreams. But they're like, oh, that game sucks. I'm like, hey man, <laughs> well I liked it. Shut your mouth. It went Fight really me. heavily into class change during a fight. Like it it went from a a possibility to a mechanic. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was it was. It was new, you know. They were coming off at of twelve. Eleven was doing good. Eleven was oh dope. Oh my god, they oh. could. Oh, I don't know how many people played Final Fantasy Eleven who are also playing Smash, but they could integrate Chantoto. Oh that my would god! Be amazing. <laughs> uh, so Dang, for people who yes. don't know, okay. Final Fantasy XI was the uh, the Online. MMORPG yeah. uh, game from Final Fantasy, the first, the original, came out on PS2, PC, etc., etc. Um, one of the plots, uh, one of the plots in the game was that you had this uh, this mischievous Latafel, who was called Chantoto, and basically it was this super little midget that was trying to conquer the world, and doing all all kinds of shit throughout the world. But yeah, she's kind of iconic at this point, especially after what ten years of uh, Final yeah. Fantasy XI. So that could that could be interesting too, especially with Isabel being put in there. Like she could totally fit in there, dude. That would I would yeah yeah please. Chantoto makes sense. <laughs> that would be that would be sick, <laughs> dude. I forgot about it. yeah, dude. Hell yeah! All right, I think that's the last bit of gaming news, eh? Yep. The rest we can we can basically glare over unless you want to talk a lot about it. Mm. Um, this week, well, last week we had news that uh, Ben Affleck would be out as uh, Batman in the uh, DC Universe for Warner Brothers. Uh, his well, the reasons for them was were more personal uh, because apparently he's a raging alcoholic and he needed to go to uh, he needed to go to rehab, so they they dropped him. Um, the whole thing is monetary, of course. It's financial. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's the way insurance works on a uh, on a project. Uh, the more the more you cost for a project to insure, like the less money it has for everything else. And so, being an alcoholic didn't help his uh, his insurance uh, premiums, so they had to drop him. Um, so we did we did wait for an official uh, release, and it came. And yes, he's uh, he's uh, outed as Batman. And this week, it was uh, Henry Cavill's turn to be outed as a Superman. Um, although his reasons were uh, were more schedule issues, uh, since he's going to be... Well, he has been cast as... Uh, I don't know if... Uh, oh, Ryan. Ryan's going to yell this at me through his speakers. Is it Gerard or Gerard? Geralt. 
Geralt. Well, there you go. Yeah. Jag, Geralt of Rivia or whatever. Um, basically, the, the Witcher uh, yeah. principal character, main character. Uh, so he's been cast as this guy. So since he was cast, he wouldn't have time to uh, to go on in the Warner Brothers uh, DC universe. So they had to let him go. Um, so we lost both the the the, the super bulky um, Batman, which was maybe okay. Affleck's rendition of it was not my favorite, but the bulky, older, more brutal Batman. This is my favorite Batman. Oh yeah, dude. Personally, yeah. I don't even. And, I'm not uh, a big superhero person, but that's if I'm gonna watch a Batman, like I want him to be savage. No, he's ruthless. Like when when he's going after someone, he's pretty much. If he's not dead, he's close. He's not far. Uh, but yeah. So yeah. He had an okay rendition. I mean, he he, sure, he certainly had the charisma for it. Um, Henry Cavill, I mean... The thing about Superman is that he's such a generic character. And he, he's made to look generic. They're like, yeah, Henry Cavill was an okay, okay Superman. And I think my, my favorite quote of all of all the movies was, uh, was when he grabbed uh, uh, Ben Affleck or Batman by the neck. And asked him if he, if he bled in... Uh, <laughs> in return from uh, Batman versus Superman, so that was uh, that was probably his his best line for me personally. Um, so yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be easy to find another generic black haired uh, black haired dude to play yeah. a perfect guy like Superman. He's kind of yeah. Out of all the characters in the world to play, I feel like Superman's kind of like, hey man, just get you a nice Caucasian male black hair. It's semi-attractive in the in the current time. There's your Superman. <laughs> How pouty and indecisive can you be? Mm, pretty much. All right. Those are good. Uh, All <laughs> those right. are good qualities You're for hired. Uh, for Superman. Yeah. Like you have to be troubled and not know if humanity's worth saving and not know if uh, if you want to go out as Superman and save people or stay in. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, we're we're kidding around, but uh, yeah, they're gonna sure. have to find a replacement <laughs> for these guys for the next movies. And uh, my last point, which I found interesting because it had the uh, a lot of controversy, of course. Again, I found that on Reddit. Uh, Sir Richard Branson, who is the uh, leader at uh, Virgin Mobile, well, Virgin, period, um, said that through all the the innovations and stuff that he, he tries to put on uh, in his companies. Um, he would like to see people work only three days a week, like not like not not transfer your thirty-seven point five or forty hours of work into three days, but just literally cut the hours and give the same pay to people. And the idea behind it is logical, although I'm not sure we're we're there yet. Yeah. But he had some good point. He was saying basically, well, with all the technological advancements like the softwares and the hardware and robots and everything that we have out there now, most most work could be done in a three days week instead of a five days week. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people reacted to this saying like, yeah, well, what about the everything in the, the emergency uh, um, department? You know, like locksmith, like for me, like if someone called, I can't just say like... Mm. Sorry, lady, I'm off today. It's one of my four days off. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't open your door. Sorry. 
So yeah, these guys might not necessarily benefit from it, but think about all the office workers. Like a lot of people, like in, in, including myself, don't say it to, uh, to my boss, but yeah. Uh, a lot of people are slacking off on, uh, on, the, on the job because there's such a rigid culture of if you're not busy, make sure you look busy. Yeah. Because we're paying you by the hour and we're paying you 40 hours. So a lot of people just extend like their works, th- th- their week's work into five days when they could do it, just compress it and do it into three. I 100%. And it really does make sense. Yeah, I 100% believe in that. So, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, no, that's wrong. And think about all the people who have to, to work f- five or seven days a week. And uh, think about all the people who... Uh, like think about all the money it's going to cost to a company while it's not going to cost more money if anything you're going to save money yeah because if you're not there like two days a a regular work week that means somebody else can rent the space two days a week so you're actually making money out of space you're renting or or you have you own or whatever and if not you Um, just save on straight electric Yeah, straight electricity and everything. And it means everyone else has more buying power because they have more time to waste and more time to waste equals to more spending. So you're making the economy go better with that. So, yeah. Most of the arguments didn't really make sense. They were like, oh, well, I need need seven days work to pay my rent. Yeah, that's great. But the whole point of the article, yeah, it was an article, (laughs) but I didn't. I didn't bother getting the uh, the link. Sadly, sorry, Mister Mister Branson, and hey, sorry man. to whoever wrote the article. Richard Branson, you're a cool guy. Whoever wrote this article, you're also a cool person. I'm not gonna yeah. assume your gender. Um, <laughs> if you would like to, to to cite your work in here, please do, and we'll throw you in the next uh, in the next yep, rendition of but, this uh, podcast. Yeah, so that that was one argument that that was easily uh, defeated with the you didn't read the article. He's saying that you would get the same pay, just work less. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I heard, oh yeah, it was the the cost for the company, like all the businesses have to run seven days a week and everything, and uh, basically it came down to yeah, you would spend a little bit more money, but think about how much more efficient your people are because instead of stressing over five days for projects and shit they have to 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 give in like this very day or this very hour think of all the stress you're removing because it's a brand new team that comes in for the remaining two days and rolling like time schedules like that yeah it would be amazing like the stress relief everybody would have so yeah i I don't know why why people were opposed to that, and uh, of course my very very favorite argument. Well, if it's all that good, why isn't he doing this in uh, in Virgin yet? It's like well, Virgin Virgin has like well accounting might be able to be done by by AI eventually, but we're not there yet. Everything else is customer service, so it's uh, call centers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and mm. it's harder to to implement this there. Because usually those are emergency cases, which brings us back to locksmith, uh, firefighters, uh, policemen, etc., etc. So there's a reason, of course, that he he didn't implement it in his own company because it's not the right um, the right type of work to be replaced by robots or technology. But everything else, I mean, 
How many people slack off on work and go on Facebook or read their news or watch their phone or yeah, play games or whatever Instagram instead of working? Work or Twitter at work or just stare off in the just stare off into space. Yep. And that's just people who are slacking off. I mean, there's a lot more people who like they like to call it integrity, but I mean, let's not fool everyone. If you come on, uh, if you come in on Monday and you look at your your pile of work and you say like, mm, that's going to be done in ten hours. How can I spread this as equally as possible to have enough work all the way through Friday? That's still slacking off. You're just spreading everything throughout the week when you could do this in like two days at most. A year. So yeah. Anyways, th- that was an interesting uh, proposition. I mean, we're not that there yet because we're still fighting for uh, for the minimum wage raise and everything. And yeah. People don't like that because we're threatening their money. Well, I think it would be a very good idea. And, like, my whole argument for that is not even for money. It's, well, okay, yes, it's money, but indirectly. I mean, some people hate the the uh, the self-serving uh, cashier's systems and everything in, mm. the, in grocery stores. So people prefer to have a, a real, uh, like a real life cashier. And I get that. But the lady that has to go through all the shitty customers in line should not be paid minimum wage. No. Or if she, is, she has to be paid minimum wage, she, she would have to be paid way more to do that. Especially like every place has that person. Like most places, say Subway, use, um, use students as employees because they have a higher role uh role um employee rollout so yeah they're like they're they're used to having uh students and everything because they can cover a wider range of uh of uh, timetables and everything yeah but you always have that one lady that's been there since like the beginning of the, the restaurant or anything yeah, the beginning of time has like yeah and she she has like her 20 years of uh, experience or anything and she's gaining like $19 an hour instead of a uh, like a 15 like which is the uh, the minimum income yeah and like someone who has that much experience in running a restaurant should not be that close to minimum wage and again like looking at all the tasks it deserves way more especially everything in customer service like customer service is shitty even in locksmithing Customer service is fucking shitty. Half the people don't know what they're, they, they, they're talking about. And that's real in every domain. So to be the one to take shit from someone who doesn't know what they're talking about deserves a yep. lot more than, than minimum wage. So if that, that amount of money could be used to, to, to further the economy, give more buying power and like help people feel better about their job, fuck yeah, we need that. And... Yeah, I mean, uh, if you have any comment about this, uh, tweet us. Um, Yerp. Well, okay, let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. So this was my final point about the, the whole uh, three, three days of work a week. Um, and this concludes the show, too. So if you want to tweet at us or write us, um, you can do so on Twitter at The404Podcast or on uh, Instagram at the, at The404Podcast, as Mr. St. Hare did thoroughly. Yep. Um, you can tweet me directly at Althazar, A-L-T-H-E-S-A-R on Twitter. You can reach the team on Gmail too if you want to write us a, a letter um, write us or a letter email. of complaint, whatever. Yep, it's uh, it's Le 404 Podcast. So it's uh, L-E as in French, the 
So, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. DJ, do your plugs. All right. If you want to talk to me at all, you can reach me at DJ3000, D-E-J-A-Y-Y-3000, on all social media, at me. And that's it. So see you next week, people. Opening song is Sting Operation by Anna Managuchi. You can reach them at anamanaguchi.com. I found the song on freemusicarchive.org. And the song is under uh, license for attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 3.0, United States license.